If you'd like to sit now, we're going to have our Bible reading. reading is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And the second reading is from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 to the beginning of verse 8. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way, It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we look at your word just read to us, help us to see how to respond to preparing to be church day by day, week by week, so that your kingdom comes and your will is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, you'd have seen on the, on the sheet or on the screen that uh, the theme for this morning is prepared to be church. Prepared to be church. And, you know, one of the things that um, I picked up over and over again since the beginning of March when COVID-19 brought about our lockdown 
was the remark of the interviewer, be it on television or on the radio, uh, saying, oh, now that the church is closed, I expect that nothing's happening. And the response to my great joy every time has been, oh, the church is not a building. It's the people. And we've not been shut down. We've been active. Yes, indeed. Uh, the, The church has been active. We've been active. And I hope that we all have been active. Very much aware that we, as part of the body of Christ, have a part to play and a role to fulfill. Yes, the the church has been alive in in our families, in our neighbourhood, our community, wherever we've been. I wonder, though, how prepared we've been to be church and how we plan to uh, continue to be prepared to be church. You know, Paul reminds us in that uh, in his letter to the Colossians, in that passage that Hazel has read to us, that we who follow Christ are God's chosen ones. We are holy and beloved. And how we need to remember that he's chosen us not to remain passive, but to play our active part. You know, at the beginning of, of, of lockdown, I committed myself to, to several tasks or things that I felt that I could do. Amongst them, I was going to redecorate our bedroom and I was going to work in the garden. And I intended to spread out these things over the course of a number of days. I didn't know how long we were going to be in lockdown. But I can remember and my darling wife saying to me, oh, I see that it's gardening day today. You're wearing your gardening clothes this morning. And the next day, it was pretty obvious with my somewhat stained old shirt that I was preparing and planning to decorate. I'm sure you can see where I'm heading. You see, Paul uses the analogy of what we put on. He says, clothe yourselves with compassion. Clothe yourselves with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And he could well have added generosity, joy, faithfulness, self-control, and more. And you know, it's as we clothe ourselves with all of these that they're expressed in the way we live our lives. Do you get the picture? Do you get the point? We can never be church in our own strength. We can never be the people that God wants us to be and to act in our own strength. Jesus told us this, didn't he, over and over again. Lots of examples. Do you remember how he told us how he is the vine And we are the branches, branches that will never bear fruit unless they abide in him, drawing, drawing from him and being fed by him. Apart from me, you can do nothing, he said. Does that register with you? Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
You see, we need God's empowering and gifting to be church. And the Holy Spirit offers to do just that. Oh, how we need to pray, to ask, and say, Come, come, Holy Spirit, come. More compassion, more kindness, more humility, more of you in my life. Yes, come, Holy Spirit, come and fill me up. You know, elsewhere in his letter to the church in Ephesus, Paul tells us, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, it's a continuous present. It's a continuous present. Keep on and on being filled. You know, Hazel and I shop most weeks. We have a list of the, the purchases we have to make. There are things that have to be replenished or that are running low at home. So too in our lives. There's much that is running low or is sadly lacking. And we need topping up and we need a fresh supply. Ask, it says. And you will receive. Oh yes, so easy to ask. But let's ensure that we actually receive. That we receive so that we will live accordingly. And then Paul adds, above all, he says, above all, clothe yourselves with love. Love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Yes, indeed. It's love that bonds all things together in unity. It's love that should govern all things. Love that needs to be that motivating force behind all that we think and do and say. Everything, as it were, wrapped up in love. Aware each day that love is patient love is kind love isn't envious or arrogant or rude love never insists on its own way love isn't irritable or resentful love keeps no record of wrongs love always rejoices in the truth it hopes it endures Oh, yes, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill me with more love. A love that's going to govern and motivate my thoughts and words and deeds. Now, Paul doesn't stop there, does he? No more reference to what we wear, as it were. But he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You know, he was concerned for the purity and the health of the church's life. Concerned for the life of each individual. You know, just as love is, as it were, the outer cloak, which ensures our unity and our harmony, so peace 
is to, remain, uh, to, to reign supremely as the umpire and the referee in our hearts. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And it is his peace, the peace of the Sovereign King, that should rule in our hearts. It was Jesus' greeting, wasn't it? Time and time again, when he met up with folk, peace be with you. That peace, which exceeds anything we can understand, but a peace which just guards our hearts and minds, which guards like a fortress our thoughts and our emotions. Oh, let that peace rule in our lives. And he follows this quickly saying, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. You know, we see here the importance of God's word. God's word controlling all our actions and ministries. His word is to dwell richly, to dwell in abundance within us. Our hearts and our minds saturated with God's holy word. So much so, hope you didn't miss that, so much so that it leads to us teaching one another in all wisdom. Teaching under the authority of God's word. And it leads to, to the ministry of praise. That ministry of praise as we sing, not during coronavirus, but as we sing with thanksgiving, psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. You know, we echo the gospel of grace as we sing songs of gratitude for grace. Yes, on the Corona Coaster, we've had to speak our praise. But so often it's been through the Psalms that we've been mightily blessed and our faith strengthened. And Paul, of course, ends this section of his letter with the injunction, do Everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, whatever we do is to be done with God and glorifying him. Everything done in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you know, the fulfilling of this command is simply this. That others will see something of the Lord Jesus through us that Jesus will manifest his life through us in what we say and do. Yes, do everything in his name. We're not talking about Sundays. We're talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the way through, everything done in his name. And then he adds, do everything in his name, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, thankfulness to God is one of the hallmarks of a Christian's faith.
I wonder what you've said thank you for already today. Never let a day go without praising God and thanking him. Thankfulness just changes so much in our own lives. There we are. We come to that final verse for today, seeing that if we prepare and are prepared to be church, equipped and gifted and empowered, then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, we'll do everything in the name of Jesus. And you know, through that, his kingdom will grow and indeed his will be done. Oh, let's pray. Oh, thank you, Father, that you have plans for each and every one of us and that you want to use us and that you offer to equip us and empower us to serve you. May we so prepare ourselves each day, gifted and enabled by you, that we reflect something of your love and light, wherever we are and with those we spend time with. And may, above all, all the glory go to you. Amen.